0: for everyone so make sure you sift through find the ones that you love and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need with that said my name is glenn lundy i am your host super excited to connect with you and let's kick off today's episode of breakfast with Champions.
1: we are going to push forward until he 11, gets i'm here forward. for you girls Perfect, I love it. And I would love any of you to chime in on these tips uh, because like I said, there was a point in time where we've all started and maybe you're in the audience here today and you are a brand new entrepreneur. Or maybe you're like I was a year ago where you were at the crossroads and you're like, okay, God, what next? <laughs> like, how do I scale this vision? How do I reach more people? How do I, how do I scale and grow and, and hire? And I think like I said, there, there comes a point where we all ask ourselves like, you know, what What can I do further, right? How do I grow my business? And part of that sometimes is taking on investors or, you know, the ha- venture capitalists, or it's having other people really believe in and back your vision and invest in you. But how do we do that, right? You know, I, I get questions like that all the time, and I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, um, I bootstrapped my entire company myself. I did. Um, I, I raised the money myself. I never went to capital or capitalism or partners or, or any of that. For me personally, in my journey, I just didn't want to so much share my pot, right? At first, I, I wanted to really grow the brand and grow the vision. And I, I took a really, really huge step last week. And it was scary. You know, I have my company, Um, We we focus on brand strategy, client retention, and and we have all kinds of things. We have a lot of focus for auto dealers because that's my background. Uh, But one thing that was really important to me was separating my own personal self and what I have brought to the table versus the vision and the scope of work that I set out when I designed my company. And so I separated them last week. I opened my own LLC under Michelle McLean. And I separated my company, Retention Masters, from that because there's just different things that I'm offering. And a lot of times I'll get clients that'll come to me, you know, we handle social media, we do graphic design, we do brand strategy work, things like that. But it's a very different scope of work from what I do as an independent consultant. When I have companies that come to me and maybe they want to do a complete rebrand or you know, they're looking for guidance, they're looking to connect with my network, right? Your network's your net worth. We say that all the time. And I'm very blessed in the sense that I have this amassed network of superhuman souls uh, that I've been able to grow with and learn from. And and they've done the same with me. And so I think sometimes it's it's great because... You know, I can not just be a one woman show, I can come in and say, okay, well, this is what my expertise is, this is what my strength is. But these are the things that I think that will really help you on the path to grow your business. And I'm able to pull in other expertises and other people to share in that vision. And so, like I said, that was a really big step for me. I thought, you know, it was really scary saying, okay, if you want Michelle McLean and you want her team and you want her, her network and all of that, then this is one aspect of my business and that's going to stand on its own two feet. And a lot of people have come forward to me in the last few years and said, hey, I'd like to invest in Michelle McLean. I'm not following the brand. I'm following you. And so I think that's really important as we dive into this conversation today is that you you have to understand, it doesn't matter what kind of a business you're running, at the end of the day, people are following you, people are believing in you. And no matter how great of an idea you have or how great your company is or how great of a problem you solve, if people are not bought into you as a human being, it's probably not going to go very far. You know, we, we say it quite frequently here, People buy from people that they like and trust, so it's very important that you're able, to, you know, to identify with your audience and that they like and trust, and that you're able to bring forth that authentic personality of who you are into your brand. And I think that's really important to set the stage before you ever go out and say, hey, now I I wanna partner up and now I wanna raise money. So again, if you're just joining us, I'm gonna jump on into these. Today we're talking about seven tips for raising capital as a new entrepreneur. So tip number one, uh, and I think there's probably gonna be a round of applause for this. Um, If you are an investor and someone's ever come to you, uh, I would love, again, any feedback, anybody that wants to chime in, Uh, feel free to flash your mic and I will be happy to get you up here and we'll discuss this. But number one, in my opinion, uh, please don't be desperate. I think that that's probably the biggest rule of thumb. Um, How often do all of us log in, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or God forbid, LinkedIn, right? And you just get barraged with people going, Hey, buy my product. Hey, write me a check. Hey, invest in my company. And you're like, I don't even know who you are, buddy. Like, I really would love to help, uh, but it's so important that you set that stage. And I've even had people that I will go back to, right? And I'll try and prod or I'll try and dig for more information. I I don't necessarily want to be rude, you know, and just give them the ax right from the start. I want to hear more about what they're doing. um, But when I finally get to the point where I go, you know, this really isn't for me, or hey, you know, maybe we can talk down the road. This isn't fitting with my vision right now. And then the people that will come back and spew hate. I mean, vulgar hate, name calling, horrible things. Guys, the best way to raise money is when you don't need money, right? When you come off as desperate, it shows, right? Your vibe is absolutely everything. So my best advice to you, if you are looking to scale out and you're looking to bring investors into your business is that you need to be confident in what you have to offer and at all costs, Please don't grovel it is the absolute quickest way in my opinion to off put potential investors and that's probably the the biggest thing that I can stress this morning like I said if you're in that space where you're wanting to grow you really need to believe and you need to own that vision and you need to be taking active steps to grow that vision but the last thing that you want to do is go to people and beg or, or the worst and I've seen it so many times are, are people that they really probably don't have any business doing it. They'll just start spamming inboxes with the GoFundMes or, or they'll put them up on, on their social links and people are like, I really don't know what exactly your vision is or what you're raising money for. And I think sometimes people really wanna help But if they don't truly understand the vision, it's gonna be really difficult to get them to open their wallets. Tamara, what do you think about that? I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all
2: needed to raise money. But like I said, I think the worst thing we can do is come off as being desperate, yes? A thousand percent and it's there's nothing worse than having that sales mentality because what's happening is you're actually affecting not only the the moment right but the long-term opportunity of the partnerships and strategic alignments and collaborations that could come with that person Um, it often I I think it's out of goodwill I think it's out of good nature not only for the need that they have to fulfill whether it's a financial or a numbers thing or whatever it is and maybe even out of service right and maybe out of service there's they're coming to you in that in that request but at the exact same time if there's not the nurturing right it's like it's no different and this is a terrible analogy because i'm happily married beautifully to my husband um but like understanding that you're like seeing someone you're like hey let's go to bed right versus hey would you like to grab a coffee and so it's super important to nurture the relationship before you're going right to it Got a hot mic.
1: I don't know who it is. And Tamara, you were you were so spot on with that. And I love that you said that. Right? It's it's like walking. I don't remember who said it to me one time. It might have been my dear friend and mentor, Frank Lopes, but. You know, he he likened it to, hey, if you walk in, you know, maybe you go into a bar or, you know, some kind of a a public setting. Right. And you see that person for the first time, maybe that person catches a glimpse of your eye and you were to just walk up to that person completely unbeknownst, catch them off guard and say those words like you know hey wanna go to bed with me and it was funny you know one of uh, one of my very dear friends in the automotive industry shared a similar story last week she was literally sitting in a starbucks a starbucks mind you and some random human being and she'd never met before literally walks up to her and says hey wanna go to the bathroom with me and i was just like is this really what's going on <laughs> in this world like I mean kudos to people that it can be that brazen I suppose but you got to build that relationship right you got to nurture it you got to get to know one another and it goes for the same in business guys so like you said if, if you're looking you know to have people invest in your visions and ideas it's so important that you build that relationship first and that you're not coming off as desperate or begging or like I said, God forbid, you're just spamming somebody's inbox going, give me money, give me money, give me money. It, it, it doesn't look good on you. And I promise it is not going to bode well in the long run. So I love that you said that, Tamara. I'm going to hop on into tip number two. And again, I think this is something that we all can relate to. We've talked about it frequently here, but If you're looking to raise capital as a new entrepreneur, I think that it's really important that you have a great story to tell, right? A great story is often more important than the numbers themselves. And if you're able to convey that confidently and convey your why and convince enough people that they need to believe that you are the best person suited to execute that vision, it goes much better for you. Like I said, it goes into that whole buy-in. People have to believe in you, not just the vision. So it's important that you tell your story, right? And I think that it's important that you share that story of, hey, this is, this is how I overcome, right? Tell the story of the problem that you're going to solve and how you as a person and or your company or product or service plan to solve that issue. And most importantly, be passionate. If you don't believe in your own vision, it's gonna be really hard to convince anybody else to believe in your vision. You know, I I say it frequently to people, drink your own Kool-Aid, right? I drank the Kool-Aid of my vision from get-go. And no matter how many hurdles came in the way, no matter how many haters came and said, hey, it's not gonna work, this isn't gonna go further, this idea sucks. There were so many people that came to me, and even family, you know, family, friends, and people were like, I don't get it, right? I'll never forget, I don't know if she's in the audience, but my very dear friend, Sherry Matthews, and if you don't know Sherry Matthews, guys, you need to. She's like Einstein brilliant, spent time with IBM and NASA. Um, She's probably one of the most astute human beings I've ever met in my life, and she's become a very dear friend and mentor of mine, but a few years back, Uh, when I was really trying to get into the nitty gritty and roll out my brand, Sherry Matthews gave me an opportunity to pitch her. And guys, let me tell you what, I bombed. I mean, I bombed this opportunity. They say first impressions are everything. And if I could have failed any more horribly at a first impression, it would have been that single phone call, that single opportunity, and that single chance that I got to pitch this remarkable human being, you know, who for all intents and purposes, probably would have stroked me a check if I would have presented my product the right way but rather than do that I just started rambling on about the benefits right it wasn't what problem do I solve it was here are the bullet points this is what my company does and I literally rambled on for at least five minutes God love that woman for giving me grace Um, she probably didn't have to listen more than about five seconds But I remember very distinctly, she cut me off and she said, whoa, 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 slow down. She said, I don't care about all of the things that your company or that your products do. She goes, you haven't earned the right. You haven't asked me about me. You haven't asked me about what's important to me or what I would want to invest in or even identified how the things that you're doing can solve a problem for me. And I remember being mortified, just absolutely mortified in that moment. I remember my face turning like beet red and I could feel the flames literally just eroding from my cheeks and going, oh my gosh, I royally, royally screwed this up. In the end, I didn't screw it up. She became a very dear friend and she gave me encouragement and she gave me guidance. And since that time, I have been able to perfect my elevator pitch to 30 seconds of positivity and value. But that moment changed everything for me. It was being able to evolve and have that incredible story, the story that many of you have heard me share on here or on social media, that really was what was able to magnetically attract the right people, places and things into my life. I had to make a whole lot of changes and my story isn't finished yet and neither is yours. So work on that story. And if you guys are wanting to really walk in your purpose and grow and scale a vision, make sure that that story is something that's going to provide value to other people before you ever go out and ask them to open their checkbook, right? I would love to get some other people to chime in on this. Dr. Rowe, I see you on stage. Are you available this morning, my beautiful friend?
3: I am. Thank you.
1: for Good morning. You are so financially savvy and we have had so many conversations about educating youth on financial literacy, teaching it in schools. How do you think that financial literacy element, if it were properly taught, could really be able to help new entrepreneurs you know our our up and coming generation maybe these kids that are just graduating from high school or college they have this idea and a path where they want to go into entrepreneurship and they're just absolutely clueless how important do you think it is for them to be able to mold that story and really to be able to grow a vision as they grow in life
3: i mean that is the m- most fundamental aspect of life that anyone can learn, hence my book, Don't Live Like Caviar on a Hot Dog Budget. It was to educate young people and others on how not to get in debt, even after they get out of middle school and high school. And unfortunately, in the day and age we live in, um, before you become an entrepreneur, you need to know business, just something simple as, a, you know, how to write a check what is a checking account i mean just small tiny financial aspects of life so that is the most essential number one first and foremost is financial literacy to just understand what currency is and all the other aspects of it for them to succeed so thank you for mentioning that and then i wanted to piggyback off of what you said about relationships and this relates to whether it's finances or what we're asking people I just noticed this in life just over the last 30 years, um, building relationships is so important. And it's not just when I say building, I mean, starting with, you know, hello, how are you? And then following through like you do, Michelle, when you meet someone, it's not just give me your card. You know, nowadays we don't use Rolodexes, but it's like, uh, let's say inboxes or whatever, maybe using a uh, voice to say, hi, how are you? Speak to that person. Before you get in their DMs saying, hey, buy my masterclass or buy my course or be here for me, have that relationship. Otherwise, how can you be a great entrepreneur or a person because you're not showing people that you care about them, you care about yourself. With that, I give the mic back to you. This is Dr. Rowe.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So beautifully said. Uh, in the words of Gary Vaynerchuk, build value, build value, build value, then ask for business. And, you know, again, that relationship component uh, to business and in in life in general, it's just, it's so incredibly important. And I think people sometimes miss the mark on just how incredibly valuable uh, building that network of of real authentic connections are, you know, it it can go miles for you. And uh, again, there was a time in my life when I was not the person that people see today. And, and I have to own that, you know, there was a point in my life where, you know, I went through, I went through some pretty tough stuff. and I'm not gonna get into my story and anything, but you know, it, it's it's really difficult. And, and some people got to know the, the old Michelle that, that was really angry and really upset. And, you know, I, I, I tabbled with, do I take this stuff down, right? Do I go back? Do, do I erase my past and do I start with a clean slate, and you know, for me, it was a it was a decision that I really struggled with because I think it cost me some relationships, the content that I was putting out, the vibe that I was giving off. Um, I remember going, you know, to my first few events and people coming up to me and going, "Oh, by the way, I deleted you from social media because I didn't like your ugly posts," and that hurt. I mean, that that was like a dagger to my heart. You know, there was that one part of me that wanted to just, you know, say, "Well, screw you. I am who I am." But then there was that other part of me that really sat down and did that self audit and said, you know what? If you are going to grow as a human being, as a business, if you're gonna be able to scale and, and become the company and human being that you wanna become, you have to evolve. You have to evolve that image and you, you can't be putting those types of things out anymore. it you know, And again, I lost some people along the way and that's okay because it was a learning experience. But once I was really able to grab that story, and be able to show people hey this is who i was and this is how i overcame and this is the problem that i saw for it it made a massive impact in my life i mean truly it changed everything and it was by building those relationships and sharing my story authentically it was owning that space being accountable and saying yes I totally agree with you this is the human being that i was here's why i was going through you know these things and this is this is why i i was that person and then being able to share that that tragedy to triumph and come out the other side as a different person that was then able to use that pain for a purpose it, it was just, it was massive for me. And that's why I think, you know, like I said, Dr. Rowe, that that being able to share your story and build those relationships component, um, it's critical. It's absolutely critical, um, not just for raising capital, obviously, but, you know, for building, building your life and building your business. So I absolutely love that you said that, guys. Uh, Again, if you're just joining us this morning, we're so happy that you are here. This is Breakfast with Champions, and I just want to make sure you guys know that we're not just on Clubhouse, right? We have a podcast, and we have Breakfast with Champions pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you get your social. We're all over there. We're omnipresent, and we want to be there for you wherever you are, so make sure that you go to the at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram. Click the link in our bio, make sure that you're following us anywhere anywhere that you wanna stay connected. If you guys are getting value, make sure that you're hitting that plus button in the bottom right hand corner, ping some people on in here. You never know who's gonna pop in and what amazing connections you can make. And also make sure that you're hitting that little green house at the top. Make sure that you're following our club, and if you miss any of my seven tips, Mondays and Fridays, I do have a free VIP text club. Uh, we have been working diligently on trying to organize the last year or so of content into a Google Drive, and it is thankfully finally evolving. Uh, so if you guys want my tips for free, make sure that you click on my profile picture, sign up for my free VIP text club, and we will make sure that we share these seven tips with you. So moving on to number three, again, we are talking about seven tips for raising capital as a new entrepreneur this morning. We've number one covered, don't be desperate. Uh, Desperation just sucks in every capacity. Don't be spamming inboxes. Number two, have a great story to tell and along those lines, make sure that you are building authentic relationships. Your story matters. And if you're able to convey that story with authenticity, you are going to go so much further Uh, with anybody that you're potentially asking to invest in you and your ideas so number three number three show proof of your concept and i think this is really monumental investors when they're looking to invest in something and I, i wish grant cardone were on this stage this morning because um i'm sure he could give you a lot better Um, I'm still growing through my story, and I'm still growing into asking for investor support. I did it all myself. So what I have learned is that investors really want to see a return on their investment. And it's important that you have a solid business plan that outlines your financial protections and the path that you're going to take to get there. Make sure that you have a detailed customer and revenue plan that shows the how. I think the how sometimes, although it's not as important as the why, It is very important when you're looking to grow and ask people to invest in your money or invest invest their money in you, I can't talk this morning. And whether that's for the immediate future or longer terms, you really need to be able to show the money trail, right? You need to be able to demonstrate the process. How, and you need to answer that question, how are you as an investor going to get your money back? I don't know if some of you may watch Shark Tank, right? they come on and they all make different offers. But at the end of the day, if they're going to partner with you, again, they need to believe that you have a viable product or a service, right? They have to buy into the vision. But when they come back, you know, for those few that do get the offers, the number one question that they ask is, how much have you made now? And what's your plan to make more money? And what are we going to get back in return if we invest your company and i see my friend amelia on stage she's up after me today and i just love this beautiful woman amelia i would love for you to chime in on this conversation my friend if you're free how important is it that when you're going out and asking for investor support that you that you have some kind of documentation to show proof of the concept how the vision is going to grow and how an investor is going to get a return on their investment
4: good morning beautiful i'm so excited to be
1: here uh you know i the
4: the document that you're talking about, right? Whether you want to call it an executive summary, a business plan, all things, is really for you. Right? The investor wants to know that you have thought through the risk, right? The SWOT analysis. What makes you strong, what, you know, where are you weak? Um, what's the threat in the marketplace? You know who already is doing what you're doing the frustration, frustration from for me? I mean, I've been an investor for years, you know um, Grant will tell you the same thing is that people come to us and I literally open up my phone and do a quick Google sh- search or a YouTube search and I find five billion people doing exactly the same thing like people don't do their homework and so That plan that you're talking about is to get you to stop talking in your head and put it down on paper so that you can see the pathway. Like, where are you going to struggle? What are you going to need? What are going to be the hard decisions? Um, How do you get the additional resources? They want to know because they're really investing in you. Like what you said is 100 percent. You know, I'm writing a check because I believe in you right but i need to understand that you have gone through the basic pillars of what a business is going to need in each of the different phases and then what are you going to do when you get stuck right and so i think that that's what's really important for people to understand is you got to get this all out of your head and onto paper and start sweating i'm looking that you have already sweat and what i mean by that is You've done your research, you've gone to trade shows, you've figured out how your problem is solving it differently than somebody else. And what is the low barrier of interest? Who is the competition who's just gonna take one little baby step and then knock you right out? Like those are the things that we're looking for. And this is Amelia
1: yes 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 thank you so much for sharing that and you know i tell people sometimes i think that it's important that you plan to fail not in the sense you know that hey i'm setting myself up for you know a failing vision or idea but very similar to what you just said i think that you have to plan for the fail right who is your competition? What can knock you out? You know, my dear friend Liza. I think she popped out of the room. Uh, but you know, Liza Liza said something very, very spot on uh, a few shows back, and she said, "Ask yourself the question." if you went away for a year, what would happen to your business, right? And I think that sometimes we miss the mark on that. And and as entrepreneurs, we completely miss over that step. And that's something that I think has been really, really important and pivotal in my own growth. You know, as I began to bring employees on and scale my brand and scale my vision, and now with the separation of my company from me personally, um, is, is asking myself that question, where would my business be in a year if there was no more Michelle? Is, have I put the right people pro- and processes in place that my business can carry on without me? And you know, I, again, that's it's such a deep question, but I think that it's one of the questions um, that an investor would love to hear the answer to. Well, what would happen, is, right? Yeah, so you're nailing it on the head, right? So here's the big difference, and this
4: is what most entrepreneurs hate when we say it, but we're gonna say it right here, so hang on tight. They're, Most people do not have a business, okay? They bought themselves a job. They really, really don't have a business, right? Because if you don't understand what drives value in a business, then you've just got a job, right? I mean, I see this daily, right? When when I'm talking to somebody who's an influencer, they're like, I have 8 million followers. I'm like, that's wonderful. But could I buy it? can I buy it? No, I can't buy it because the minute I take you out of the equation, there is no business, right? You bought a job. And so there are basic value drivers in a business that formulas for what a business is worth are firm, right? I mean the only line item that you're really going to be able to maneuver is goodwill, right? The rest of them is a formula. If you don't understand what the formula is for your business and your industry, you're wasting time. You're just wasting time. That's me
1: i love it dropping dropping truth bombs always miss amelia antoinetti guys this is why i love sharing the stage with all of these incredible human beings i learn every single day that i'm on the stage guys and i think that goes for most of us even as moderators whether we've been in business for you know a year 10 years Uh, You know, some people are, are even just starting out or maybe they've decided to launch a new product line, right? I think all of us, even as moderators and as business owners, we're constantly learning and growing from each other. And how beautiful is that, right? How beautiful is it that every single day you can come into this room and you can share these spaces with these incredible human beings and you can get so much value. Guys, the reality of this Individually, as all of these wonderful humans on stage, if they were to charge you for their consulting services or for their advice, you would pay hundreds upon thousands of dollars. And I don't say that lightly, right? I don't, because every single person on this stage has taken the time to grow, to learn the knowledge, to learn and master their craft, right? And I think part of that, again, mastering your craft is really when you are able to ask money, right? You have to be a master of your space. And so again, it's just—it's so beautiful. I hope all of you have a pen and a notebook this morning, and you're taking down these notes. Especially if you're just jumping, you know, on off of the board, and you're trying to get something started. Amelia was so, so, so right. Right, you have to understand what value is it uh, that you are bringing to potential investors, and you know, that kind of really takes us into tip number four. Um, And this is something I think, I I had to kind of learn along the way. Um, I had a little bit of an ego when I started out because I thought, hey, you know, I have the most amazing, amazing product and and I have the niche and the need down and I have something that nobody else has, right? And although I think it's important that you drink your own Kool-Aid, um, there's a fine line where ego comes into play with it. And something that I had to really learn on tip number four was investing in yourself and in others. And I will tell you and promise you, that has taken me probably further in my journey than any other single aspect ever has, right? If you aren't willing to invest in the growth of your own vision, why would anyone else want to do so, right? When Again, when I launched my company, I bootstrapped it myself, I mean, no lie. I literally spent an entire summer flipping garage sale finds on eBay. I did the research, I found what items were of value, and this was kind of dating me, but I literally would go on Craigslist, right, on a Friday night, and I would seek out every single garage sale in my area with keywords of the items that I knew that I was looking for, right? The items that I knew were selling really hot on eBay, I was looking at trends, and then on Saturday morning, this was like even before, you know, there were things like Waze, um, I would literally use MapQuest. <laughs> I would go on MapQuest and I would plan out this entire route so that I could maximize my opportunities, maximize my time for the day. And I would go out at six o'clock in the morning, and sometimes I wouldn't get back until six o'clock at night. And over one summer's period, I was I was able to raise over seventy thousand dollars, literally just going out and buying things at garage sales and flipping them on eBay. I believed in my vision so much that I told myself. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how hard I have to work. I don't care what I have to do. I need to be able to raise the money, not only to just get my business off of the ground, but raise the money so that I can go and I can learn from other people who have already done that, right? It's so incredibly important. And you need to have a game plan, right? If you're not already investing in yourself and you're not already taking the steps to build that foundation, Ultimately, you're, you're not gonna grow to the level of your own potential. So do whatever it takes, in my opinion, to raise your own funds at first, and invest in other people. When you're learning from the people who have already made it, chances are, if your idea is good enough, they're going to reciprocate by investing in you. I say it frequently, reciprocity always wins. And you know, if you follow me on social media, I I still believe in that at my core, whether it's me investing in a conference or investing in private coaching, um, or even investing in, you know, in, in somebody that's like a health rock star, right? People ask me all the time, you know, how did you do what you did? How did you lose over a hundred pounds in less than a year? And when I tell people I hired somebody, they went, Oh, you know, like, Oh, I get it. I, I spent a lot of money. You know, I didn't do surgeries or fad diets or any of that, but I did invest in someone who shared my story i invested in someone who literally transformed their own life right they were overweight they, they they had the same story that i did and i saw the outcome i saw what they were able to do not only that but i saw the results that they were creating for other people and when i reached out i didn't reach out and say hey can you do the same thing for me and ask for it for free i said hey I'm interested in investing in you so that you can help me get to the place that I want to be. And I spent a lot of money, but you know what? In the end, the value that I got out of that and the results that I got far outweighed the money investment, right? So I think that it's really, really important that we understand that when we're coming to people, if you truly want to see yourself succeed, if you want your business to grow, I would highly recommend that you go out and you find the best of the best, vet those people. That's a very important thing in this day and age. Please make sure that you're vetting those people. Please do not open your checkbook to somebody that's like the overnight entrepreneur that promises you the sun, moon, and the stars for your $499 investment and that you too can be an overnight success, guys there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's just, it's not true. Anybody that tells you that there is has never actually walked that path. They've never done it. So make sure that you're vetting people. But once you have vetted those people, and once you know that they're able to truly bring value and they're demonstrating that value every single day in your life, invest in them. And I promise you those will actually end up being your very first set of investors. If you've built enough value and you've done business with those people, when you're ready to take that leap and you're ready to start asking for investor support, if you've already been working with those people and you've already you know, invested your hard-earned money in them to grow your business, I promise you if they are if they are on board with who you are as a person, they will literally be the first people that will come to you and go, hey, you invested in me, now I'm gonna do the same for you. And maybe you, you don't have lots of money right now, right? Maybe you're just starting and, and you're trying to grow and figure out how to raise some money on your own. Guys, a really great way that I have found, and again, it's something I do every single day. You can ask anybody on this stage, they will they will tell you every single day. I literally either send a small token of appreciation, whether it's it's a gift, but it's something that I know will add value to someone's life, no matter what. Um, I, I do these really elaborate cookie boxes. Um, they cost me like 40 bucks a box with shipping. And I literally, I don't send them out with my logo. I don't send them out you know, with any of my stuff. What I do is I, I will create this concept and I send it out to business owners with their logo so they can see their vision in print, right? And the amount of value that spending a measly $40 or spending $10 to send someone a card uh, or even a handwritten note in the mail that says, hey, just wanted to let you know, you bring so much value to my life. Thank you for being you. Those people will then, they feel that, right? They get that emotional charge, right? They feel that. When you're able to change the way that somebody feels, right, not just the mindset, but really trigger that emotion in them and, and make them believe, hey, this person really cares about me as a person, the game changes, guys. If you're struggling today, I would encourage you, go out and buy yourself a box of cards, no BS. Go out and buy yourself a box of cards, find 10 people, 10 people that you want uh, to be able to share value with in your life, I don't care if it's if it's somebody that you might think is out of reach. I don't care if it's somebody that you're connected to. Go out and handwrite ten cards. Right, get that person's address or get their PR, their publicist's address or wherever it has to go. Write out that card and literally just say, "Hey, you've brought so much value to my life. Thank you for being you." And send them out. I send out no kidding. I send out at least ten things every single day. And again, it doesn't have to be of some significantly high value. It can be just something as simple as saying, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate the value that you've brought to my life. And I just wanted to let you know. Guys, that will go further than you can ever possibly imagine. And I would love if any of you else on stage here, I see Dr. Janie, I see the beautiful Lara Blueberry Wild. Guys, if people are coming to you and asking asking you to invest in them or invest in their business, I mean, how far is how far can something as simple as a, a little token of appreciation or a note from someone go to make them stand out versus somebody that's just coming in your inbox and saying, "Hey, do business with me." I would love for any of you guys to chime in on that.
2: Hey Michelle, this is Dr. Janie. You know, I when I interview people, this is what comes to mind as you mentioned just that personal touch because I'm interviewing for some new front office uh, staff right now. And those that send me a handwritten note, and just their words are something specific to our interview, our experience that always stands out to me, just a little extra mile, a little personal touch, that uh, something that I know that was a moment between the two of us or in the interview, whether it was a small talk or something, it just goes a long way because it tells me that you're paying attention, you're present, you're thinking through your next move, right? And I'm also still in the interview process. So even that note back or that acknowledgement back also shows me the type of person you potentially will be for my company with going that extra mile. So those are my thoughts. This is Dr. Janie.
1: I love it, Dr. Janie. And I see Brian Benstock has joined us. Good morning, my friend. How are you? How's the run?
5: Hey, Michelle. The, the run was uh, uh, hellacious, uh, but, but uh, done. Uh, so it's, uh, they're getting longer and longer as we get closer to uh, November 7th. But, hey, I want to uh, chime in on the subject. You know? And I had a, an experience when I bought some stuff from uh, Andy Fursella's company, First Form. And, and when I, I, I bought uh, uh, t-shirts, uh, some protein powder, and a couple of books for my daughter Clementine. And I, I told the story, but I think it's just, uh, it underlines and underscores what you're saying. And I got the box of the stuff delivered to me. I ordered it online. And the box came to me. And when I opened up the box, it said, Brian, you're number one written on the, uh, uh, on the paper that was on the top of the box. Okay, no big deal open it up and the stuff is in the box and everything I ordered was there as ordered. Okay. I expect that. That's pretty good. And there's an invoice and on the invoice is a handwritten note. Hey, Brian, thank you for being a part of our mission. Uh, the items that you bought are are really some of our most popular. I really like the books that you bought for Clementine. They have a meaning uh, that kids are not often exposed to these days. And I think she will love the books. Congratulations on you, your beautiful family, your wife Jasmine, and all that you do. No wonder you're number one, John. I bought these things on freaking line. And this handwritten note, not one of these computer driven, to look like handwritten, somebody took the time when I sent this computer order in to look Um, on Instagram or Facebook and see, okay, the guy's got a daughter, okay, her name is Clementine, there's a bunch of pictures, chances are the children's books are for her, wife's name is Jasmine, guys in cars, okay, let me just reference that. And these freaking guys own me for that. Contrast that with uh, a transaction that I concluded the same week where I bought my wife a car, and I didn't get a postcard, I didn't get a phone call, I didn't get an email from those suckers the the things i bought from first form were 500 480 dollars the thing i bought from my wife was a, a was a big big number and isn't it interesting the impact that the protein powder order had on the purchase of the automobile the the way i was treated when i purchased that protein powder impacted the way i felt about the car and I thought the guys who sold me the car were a bunch of thugs, suckers, weak, non-caring—not because of anything they did, but because of what Fursella's company did. I contrasted the two and said, you know, by contrast, these guys should have done this. They should have sent my wife some flowers, congratulations on the car, send her, send us a picture of you and your car, and whatever. But they didn't. They did nothing. And I think it's really important for us as entrepreneurs, businessmen and women, employers, employees, to realize that there are cats out there providing that service. If you see Andy Frisella, he's nothing really to look at, big tattoo kind of guy, who's who's made you know $100 million or so. Uh, why? Because he went the, uh, the step above, and all it took was someone stroking in a couple of keys to know their customer a little bit better and to reference that in a meaningful way.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, <laughs> I, I don't ever toot my own horn or my company, but the name of my company is Retention Masters. That's literally what we do: is we we teach and we train and we offer uh, a complete solution for not only dealerships but entrepreneurs to be able to have that wow factor with their clients. And guys, that's everything in this day and age. That client experience will take you further than you even could possibly fathom. I you know you mentioned the car and I'm going to I'm going to give him a shout out because I mean it was it was one of the most incredible experiences I've been in the car business now this is 21 years and I've bought lots of cars in my life and I drove from my house in Colorado I drove all the way out to Santa Rosa California uh, to buy my Subaru from my very dear friend, uh, and he's the executive GM for Hansel Auto Group. And let me tell you something, the experience with that dealership, it blew my mind. And I know Brian, you're really big on experience too, but you know, after the sale, they they continued to follow up by text, by email, they sent me this awesome, awesome swag bag, I left them a review, they ended up sending me a, a $100 portable, um, charger that was it was an oem part that went directly with my car saying hey thanks for your great review and you know continuing on through this I, i've continued to do business and and refer people and sell cars you know to their dealership and bring them other business and it's it's literally remarkable how that, that win-win was created when you're able to create just this amazing client experience for people they remember that
5: sure, you are value target to them and um, you, you know you're an influencer in that field. And so you know, I mean, and I'm not saying they did it because of that reason. But but especially when you recognize who you're dealing with, you know, you got to know your customer and you're a high value target. And you know, going that extra step causes you to tip the scale that way instead of another way when someone asks you, hey, where should I get a car?
1: No, a hundred percent. And everyone can, can vet and verify. I'm really big on sending referrals um, within my space of, of dealerships. Brian, I, I know you, I sent somebody to you, you know, several months back and, and you ended up buying a car from someone that was looking to sell, a, you know, a high end vehicle. It's it's all about that networking and creating you know that that synergy between people because those are the people, like you said, that can ultimately help you. And when you invest in other people, like we were just talking about, those are the same people that will come back and they will ultimately invest in you and your business. And again, guys, if you're just joining us this morning, we're talking about seven tips for raising capital as a new entrepreneur. Uh, We've covered the first four, don't be desperate, have a great story to tell, show proof of your concept, and of course, investing in yourself and others. We've got about 12 minutes left, um, so I quickly just wanna go through these last tips and then open it up for some conversation. So number five, look for advisors, not just investors. I really believe that we need to chase value over a dollar bill, especially when you're just starting out, and finding people that can collaborate with you who have a like-minded vision. Guys, when you find the right team of people, I think you're able to execute much more quickly than trying to do everything on your own. And I wish that I would have adopted that in the early phases of my company, I did not. Uh, But advisors should be people with the business experience, knowledge, and know-how that you need to grow your company. And they don't have to necessarily be in the same field or line of work, but they definitely need to be vetted and they need to add value. Uh, to their lives and business first, and then earn the right, right? You need to earn the right to ask for help. So that's number five. Number six, know the niche and the need. We talk about this all the time on here, but again, people are much more likely to invest in you if you're solving a problem that currently lacks a solution. And that doesn't mean to say that you have to you know, completely have this, this from ground zero idea, but understand that if you are going to reinvent someone else's solution, you need to be able to demonstrate what makes your variation unique and what really helps you stand out from the competition. You wanna ask yourself what your product or service can do better than anyone else, and narrow your vision to that when you're just you know, starting to launch. Ideas are great, right? I have 50,000 notebooks. I'm exaggerating, but I literally do. I have notebooks upon notebooks of notebooks of ideas. Um, and I, I tell you, always write those ideas down because you never know when it's going to come into play. But when it comes to execution, I think it's really important that you stay in the lane that solves the problem and you perfect that before moving on to the next big thing. And then number seven is being authentic. Again, something that we frequently say all the time on BWC here, but it's, that's really what's truly gonna make your, bake or break your business in my opinion. People can smell fake a mile away. So just be you, have fun with your pitch when you're going to investors and just let your personality shine. People are going to be much more adept at spending money with those that they like. So find a way to interject humor, trigger positive emotions from people when you're asking for an investment. When they're able to feel your authentic energy and vibes, they will be much more likely to open their wallets. So those are our seven tips. Again, guys, uh, if you want, you can click on my profile picture if you missed any part of that. Uh, feel free to join my VIP text club. It is absolutely free. I promise I'm not going to pitch you anything. I only tried to bring value there. But guys, again, let's open up this conversation. You know, again, we're talking about raising capital as a new entrepreneur. We've, we've established how important authenticity is and, and building the relationships and especially making sure that as you are growing in business, that you're perfecting that client experience. Uh, I think that client experience aspect is really the, the biggest differentiator in any business today, especially with what we've you know experienced over the course of the last year. Adding that value and really being able to stand out to your clients is something that will take you miles further uh, than, than not doing that. And, and like Brian just demonstrated, you know, just getting something as simple as a handwritten note and a thank you and something that's personalized to you, it will show people, that you have taken the time to understand what is important to them and what is important to their business and again anytime that i'm sending out gifts or things i personalize them to the people that i'm sending them to Right, you know, Brian Benstock got—he's gotten two boxes now uh, of the cookies that we send out, and you know they're not anything like big and elaborate, but they're always personalized and they've got his logo on them. And I want to make sure that they make him feel warm and fuzzy. Or when we send out cards,
5: not get me off seventy-five hard. All <laughs> the cookies you want, girl. It's gonna happen.
1: I promise I will refrain on the cookies. I sent out a, a really large order uh to jackie cooper imports and jordan savage and chris martinez last week they were they weren't expecting it by any capacity but i sent out this huge order and uh my bakery that i partnered with god love these people i mean they're just they've been amazing i'm so blessed for the relationship i've built with them but they sent out this massive just beautiful like gold box and they put this really big thank you card and i was like hey guys congratulations on a great month like keep rocking it And it's funny because me literally just sending out four dozen cookies is probably going to net me more business than i ever could have imagined from a single store and it's just again it's all about being able to trigger that emotion people and to make people say hey she really cares her business really cares you know it's it's amazing what it can do for your life and for your business and i and i would love anybody else that wants to chime in like i said i see Laura up here and Monica and, and all of your beautiful faces. If you guys wanna share you know, an antidote of maybe something that you did when you were trying to raise capital or conversely, maybe something that somebody did that really wowed you when they were coming to you, I would love for you guys to share. Feel free to flash your mics. I would love for you to join on in here.
6: Michelle, this is Tracy. I'd like to chime in. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. Good morning. This has been really, really good. Thank you so much. I actually want to share something about wowing your client. Um, but first, I like to recommend a book. It's called The Book of Wow, and it's by um, Janice Henderson. It is. It was written primarily for financial. Um, professionals, financial advisors, but it can be, it applies to, to everyone's business. It talks about creating an amazing experience, something that's unexpected, creating a, just doing something thoughtful that makes your clients realize, you know, that you care about them. So, um, one of the things that I do, I'm in the financial services space. And of course I send, you know, my clients, birthday cards, Christmas cards, all the usual things, but I also send cards, birthday cards to their children. And I include a Dairy Queen gift certificate to the children. Now, you know, a lot of clients expect to receive a card. Uh, You know, they expect you to send them a card, but they don't expect you to send their children a birthday card and include a gift certificate. You know, just doing things that are unexpected so that your clients can have that wow experience. You know, if your clients are in the hospital, maybe pay a visit to them in the hospital. Just doing something that's completely unexpected and creating that wow experience. So, uh, the name of the book is called The Book of Wow by Janice, J A N U S Henderson. Again, it's primarily re- written for financial advisors, but anybody can apply principles in the book. Um, this is Tracy, and I, um, you're fine. you. Thank you
1: so much for that share, Tracy. I'm gonna go out and buy that book as soon as we get off of here. And uh, I see that Sarah finally just joined us on stage. Sarah, we've been talking about uh, tips for new entrepreneurs that are seeking capital and investors. And, and we've really kind of focused heavily for the last part of this conversation um, on, on the client experience and wowing people. And you know, you're a brand strategist just like I am. How important is that wow factor in everything that you do?
7: Oh my gosh, it's so important. I am walking through downtown DC, so it might be super, super, super loud. Um, And I apologize, I missed the front end of the conversation, but you know, here's the thing, like I geek out over messaging, um, as you know, and really strong content. And so I'm sure you probably covered this already, but one thing I would add to the conversation is how important it is for you to hone in on your messaging, on your differentiating factors, Make sure that what you're coming with is unimpeachable. Um, Get those case studies, get those testimonials for others. You know, make something really compelling um, so that you're not just saying, here's why you should invest in me, but you're showing. You have that, you know, every moment of your presentation, from what you speak to what you share to um, when they look for evidence of what you do online, it should all be there. It should all be fact-checkable it should be so easy and so compelling for them that it's automatic so that's what i'd add again i apologize i'm wearing a mask it's like super loud so i'm gonna pass the mic back thanks so much michelle
1: thanks so much for your contribution yes i did cover that the showing proof factor and i that that proof goes a long way it really really truly does and again people are buying into you they're not just buying into your product or your service or your vision um and i think that's that's just absolutely essential so thank you for sharing that sarah it is almost the top of the hour and i just want to remind you guys if you're learning from this room today imagine how much you can gain when you come together with us in person in lexington kentucky we are celebrating the one thousandth episode of glenn lundy's Rise and Grind, I cannot think of a more perfect way uh, to culminate the last several years of motivation, inspiration and education uh, that has been brought by that. So we hope that you guys will join us at the Grow Your Business for God conference. Uh, We're gonna be featuring so many of your favorite Breakfast with Champions speakers. It's gonna be spearheaded by our beautiful Tamra and she is on the lookout for your 67 day challenge check-ins as well. Uh, We've been rolling with that. Uh, I plan actually to be able to jump on board with that next week. I'm also diving into phase one of 75 hard. Lots of stuff has been going on uh, behind the scenes in my life and I really wanted to make sure that I could dedicate myself 100% to that. So I will be joining all of you guys next week.